Welcome to A Brew and a Biscuit, a podcast for those who want to live a more intentional life and take a different path. I'm your host, Nicolette LaFonseca. Welcome to episode three of Christmas Week on Brew and Biscuit. This week is all about navigating Christmas. I know time management does sound awfully dull, right? But it's kind of my area of expertise, so please don't judge me. And it's not going to be lots of timetables, but I can point you in the direction of those if you want. I'm going to be talking about how to manage your time over Christmas, not really the to-do list side of it, but more navigating the whole damn season. Please remember that if you enjoy this podcast, you can rate and review it. That's a real help. It really helps podcasts be found by new people. You could also buy me a coffee to say thank you. It would be just like bumping into me and saying, oh, Nick, I'll pay for this coffee. And me saying, oh, thank you. But this way, it's a virtual coffee and I can put it towards things like bills and mortgages and stuff. So I'll put the link for my coffee account in the show notes. I'll also put the link to my blog and also my newsletter, which is also free. It's just run on donation. Just so much free content out there for you to enjoy. And it would be nice if you went, oh, thanks. And if you can't do that, that's also okay. I just like having you around. So every year we see posts at this time of the year and all these conversations you bump into anyone and everybody is always surprised I don't know if this is the same the world over but in in the UK everybody is blatantly shocked that the 25th of December is always on the 25th of December and mind blown every single year people are like how is it how is it nearly Christmas what is it six weeks six weeks till Christmas Bugger me, how did that happen? It happens every single year and everybody always seems really stressed out about it, like they don't want to do it. Lots of people are getting completely stressed out about the fact that they're having to buy gifts for people or have social engagements, see their children um, sing whilst covered in tea towels and tinsel. But What if there were no carol concerts to go to, no nativity costumes to make, no travelling to different homes or entertaining friends and family to do? What if all of that was gone? Well, wasn't 2020 the year of be careful what you wish for? Despite the really rotten circumstances of last year, we could look at it as a positive learning experience. I'm literally turning into a... Instagram influencer as I say that by putting a positive spin on it. It's not toxic positivity, I promise. In the words of the goddess that is Joni Mitchell, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Hmm. So perhaps last year can put festivities into some well-needed perspective this year. Now I've said it on multiple occasions that I am Christmas. I've said it on the radio, I said it on TV, I said it in my book, which was a Christmas jumper book, by the way. I said it on the blog and now I've said it here. I am so Christmas that I make Santa look like the Grinch. I'm not kidding. 
I raise my kids Christmas. We're not religious, they're raised Christmas. And we're low level singing Frosty the Snowman in July. They've had a tree up in their room that they put up on the 29th of September this year. And that was at their own behest. I might have radicalised them into Christmas, but, they, but they're choosing it now. It's their choice now. I am so annoyingly Christmas because I want to be. There are no Christmas shenanigans happening that I am not fully embracing. I want to do those things. So if I am inviting that moment, and if I'm inviting you, then I really want that to happen. So take a little moment of quiet now. You can press pause if you like, and just think about what are the things that you really missed last year? And then how are they gonna influence the things that you want to do this year? Were there some things that up until last year you complained about and you rolled your eyes and you thought, oh God, not Aunt Polly again. She drinks all the Baileys and always then, and then farts on the sofa. And then last year, maybe you thought it just doesn't feel like Christmas without Aunt Polly farting in the corner. And I'm saying this because I've made her up. So I'm not actually insulting an Aunt Polly. I'm not that rude. Last year, even introverted people who are shy and they, they cancel socialising events all the time. I mean, my social life last year changed in very, very small part. So I went from being the sort of person who clicks interested on Facebook events and then doesn't go to being the sort of person who clicked interested on Zoom events and then didn't go. So and there was a lot of normality there was a lot of abnormal things for me like with everybody but you know mine didn't change that much I'm going to read something from the Christmas Chronicles by Nigel Slater which is oh, just the best book ever because it's filled with recipes and just his his thoughts on the season which he does in such a brilliant way in his words come in two short words heavy with meaning Step out of the big, bad, wet world into my home. You'll be safe here, toasty and well-fed. Come in. They are two of the loveliest words to say and to hear. Having suggested someone might like to enter, then it's up to us to make them feel welcome. The words alone are not enough, and that is where the art comes in. There is almost nothing I enjoy more than welcoming visitors into my home and full disclosure, I quite like it when they go too. But in between in and out, I want them to feel wanted, comfortable, cosy even, and happy. Yes, warm, even in my chilly house, but also fed, watered, and generally made to feel that all is well in the world. And yes, I know the world is a shitstorm at the moment, but we all need a safe harbour. Oof. God. Don't the words of Nigel Slater just feel like a warm hug? He's so awesome. His words echo my thoughts, but his prose are so much more delectable. It was just best to serve you his words and not mine for that. Inviting someone into your home and equally being invited into a person's home is indeed an honour because our home is a special space, it's our solace and of course having someone in our home 
and, and also being invited is not just an action. It's a symbol of trust. It's a symbol of friendship. So before embarking on your decisions about what socialising you want to do this coming year, take a moment to see how important that action is and only do the things that you really intentionally want to do. Now, I've said in previous episodes, not of the Christmas week, but in previous episodes of Brewing a Biscuit, that slow living is intentional living. It's not about literally moving everywhere in slow motion. Although that that would be kind of cool for maybe a day, just to move around in slow motion like a movie. But slow living is more about actually just doing things with intent. It's not about mindlessly scrolling. It's about curating a feed that serves you. It's not about just watching crap. It's about watching something that serves you. And so everything has importance and intent. And so it should be for Christmas socialising, for all socialising really, but especially at this time of the year when everyone's running around and feeling so burdened by what could be joy what should be joyous events use last year as a really good marker point to say what did I really miss what do I definitely want to do what is important to me maybe last year you spent more time doing kid-based things in the house or just kid-based things generally because we yeah we still had bubble things and you couldn't mix outside of a bubble so you know even your days out were more in the smaller family unit and maybe that was really lovely and you want to keep that and I don't think there's anyone who wouldn't understand you saying you know they grow up really quickly I know it's a cliche but they bloody do no one would begrudge you saying I want to do more of that because I didn't know how much I loved that until we were forced into a position where that was all we were doing and people would understand. And if they don't understand, they're not your people. Get rid of them. And also equally, use it as a marker to know that, you know, maybe that relief you felt from things, you you know that how good it made you feel. And now that you know how good it made you feel to say, well, you didn't have to say no, but now you know how much joy and calmness that can bring you. So keeping that memory of it is an impetus to actually say no with love. You say no with love, that's okay. I have a, a general rule in my house. It's, well, it's, it's a self-imposed rule imposed on myself that I don't really tell anyone about, apart from the fact that I'm telling everybody here on this podcast, but I've not announced it to the people who live in my house. I do not write anything on my calendar during the Christmas period that I do not look forward to. And that sounds incredibly selfish, but some of those things are, you know, taking my kids somewhere or going to see someone, you know, they will bring other people joy. But if I have to put something on my calendar and I'm going, Ugh, then I'm just not going to do it. And it takes a strength to do that. You know, I'm going to be 40, 40, 40 soon. Um, 
it's taken me many years to do that. So, you know, don't beat yourself up. Although I've been looking at a lot of these Gen Z people and they seem like way more self-assured than I ever was in my 20s. So pretty impressive, pretty impressive stuff. So what about the other parts of managing your time looking at to-do lists in a really loose way? Because if you want to go and find a timetable of what you should cook and when, then, you know, go and find that on Delia Smith's website or in a copy of Country Living magazine. They're all over the place. But I'm more about telling you what you should do is serving your own self and your own intention. And, you know, my Christmas might not look like yours and what my Christmas feast looks like is maybe not what Delia's ideal Christmas feast looks like. And, you know, maybe you don't want to eat any of those foods. Those cookie cutter timetables are not really going to serve a slow intentional liver. You have to kind of look at what you want to do. So that's why I talked about navigating Christmas. And I'm going to be doing a whole episode on food because I like food. But it's about sitting down now and there's, you know, there's still time. Sit down now and think, what is it that I really want to do? And then you put those things in. And what is it I really want to eat? And then look at, by planning like this, it doesn't make you boring. It makes you less stressed because it makes you less stressed financially. I, you know, I don't have to worry about a lot of things because I've been buying them throughout the year or I've been making food when I had money and putting it in a freezer when I get that I'm crazy privileged to have a chest freezer and have the space for one and you know I, I get that there is still privilege and luck in that but being able to plan in advance is going to save you money is the cornerstone of how I manage to eat well and eat cheaply. Also it means that you're going to be more careful about what you buy for people when you're getting gifts. If you have this in the back of your mind, then you can pick up that a really old copy of uh, Coast to Coast Walk by Wainwright that you've seen in the Oxfam bookshop for a couple of pounds that you know someone will really love. If you're rushing around in the last week of December, then you're not going to, to do those things. And I know that this sounds really irritating when I say I've already finished my Christmas shopping. It also allows you to shop from smaller shops and independents who maybe cost a little more. And actually, in my experience, a lot of them cost less than huge conglomerates. But because you're not going to one massive box store or shopping center and going right I've got to get everything I've got to get everything it's the last pay packet I'm going to rinse it and then I'm going to have no money so I'm just not going to eat in January that isn't sensible and that's going to make you hate Christmas and I wonder you're walking around going oh god every year every bloody year Christmas those are the things that are going to be helping you to make a to-do list that isn't stressing you out trying to find the joy in it like in the episode on comfort and joy See if you can make something that make it make it a nice event. So for me, wrapping the presents is really a lovely event because I put Surviving Christmas on. 
that's that's my movie for wrapping presents. It, it's a nice event. It's like getting all these things out and then wrapping them with the paper that the kids have potato printed. It isn't a chore. I haven't, I don't ever sit down and go, oh, I've got the presents to wrap. Because I've decided to make it something that brings me comfort and joy. And I've chosen to do it in a way that makes it fun. So if you really don't like wrapping presents, maybe you could put on, I don't know, it doesn't have to be Surviving Christmas. Other Christmas movies are available and non-Christmas movies are available. There's like a load of them. There's lots of movies. Do something that brings you joy with it. Put an album on that you really like. Um, get sourced up on um, sherry or beer or something that that something that makes it a fun event for you. I've said so often in blog posts and on Instagram and in my newsletter and in previous episodes of Brew and a Biscuit that since I fully embraced slow intentional living, I feel like I do less, but I'm actually doing and achieving a lot more because I'm not stressed. I'm not racing from one thing to the next and actually doing lots of things half-assed and badly. It's just about just flipping it on its head. Everybody has to do things that they don't like to do, but make it into something that can make your life enriched and make you happy. And then you don't dread a to-do list. And you make more effective to-do lists when you are only doing the things that you really need to do and really want to do, either for yourself or for loved ones. And remember to take some of the pressure off. So there's this whole, you know, Pinterest, Instagram world about what Christmas should look like. And I'm not even saying to use my Christmas as a guide use your own self as a guide like I've said in previous episodes if Christmas for you and the joy for you at Christmas is sitting in a onesie and not getting dressed for three days and not eating any Christmas like traditional Christmas food then that's your Christmas and don't feel that you have to perform it doesn't really matter when things go wrong I said in the traditions episode that, you know, I, I was beating myself up over the fact that I couldn't get these tickets for the kids because we really love it and the tradition had meant so much to me because of you know, my history with having a miscarriage just before the first time and, and how it, it brought such joy to me and I, so I'd attached all this emotion to it. But actually, the kids were like a little bit disappointed and they're like, okay, that's fine. And when I look back to some of my greatest Christmas memories. I mean, one thing that really stands out from, from my childhood is getting the radio and the TV times and sitting in a living room because, you know, back then, kids, there were four channels and the radio times had just the BBC stuff in and the, the TV times had, you know, Channel 4 and ITV. And you had to be really careful about where you bought it because if you, I remember going on a day out to the Midlands once and getting really excited that Peach Dragon was going to be on and then it wasn't on because 
ITV uh, was a regional thing and it wasn't on in the northwest, and I was gutted. But we'd sit there and try and coordinate what were the, the most exciting things we were going to watch and put little ticks and one person would read one and another person would read the other and we'd coordinate it. And that's, you know, not a lavish thing. It wasn't Instagrammable because that didn't exist then, but even it wouldn't be. And and that's just a really nice memory. And that's what helps a Christmas. You know, I don't care that the kids have put the decorations on the tree wonky. I mean, I will sort of move some around if it's going to topple it over because it's really weighted heavy. I'll be like, maybe, maybe over there might be, be a better place. But they have to be involved. And if they weren't involved, I wouldn't have so many really tacky decorations that they picked up, but they were just super cute, mummy. Christmas doesn't have to be picture perfect for it to be perfect for you because perfect for you isn't perfect for everybody else and keeping that in mind really helps you to make a to-do list and manage your time and navigate Christmas in the best way possible and now I keep telling you to strip things away and simplify and look what you really need to do but now I'm going to tell you that you have to do something else on your to-do list. And instead of being that person who is complaining, if you want to do something, sometimes just say it. Um, don't punish those around you and say, oh, you don't love me because you didn't give me that time. Sometimes, you know, they're not psychic and you just have to say, I'm doing this. End of story. And put it on the calendar and put it in the to-do list. Last year, I did that. I got myself a book called Christmas Days and I decided it's it's 12 short stories and I'll put the link to it in the show notes and I said I'm, I'm going to take the time it takes to read a short story I'm going to do this I'm going to start on Christmas Day and I'm going to read one for the exact 12 days of Christmas and I just wanted to do that and so I did and everyone was like oh okay and I was like oh so I just had to say it out loud that's fine that works so have a, a think when you're sitting and you're thinking about what you really want to do and what you really missed, what you want to let go of. Start a tradition with yourself to put something on that to-do list that is just for you. And don't say something like having a bath. That's personal hygiene. We're, like We're all entitled to have a poo and a shower. That's not self-care. That's not, you know, doing something for yourself. Uh, and also make it a thing to encourage other people to do it so that I always make everything like a family thing of saying like oh this year what we're going to do is we're all going to put something on the to-do list for the Christmas period we're going to make a, a bucket list of what we would like to do and we're going to see where it crosses over and see what we're going to do and it's a really good way of of getting the children involved and you know most of the time their thing involves you and that's nice that's how it's supposed to be because I am needy that's why I like dogs better than cats and I like that my kids are needy because I'm that mum and I make no apologies for it. And so with that, I'm going to leave you now to sit and ponder your to-do list and how to navigate Christmas and I will speak to you again tomorrow.